And that's why I want to talk about this stuff. It might be controversial. It might be outside the realm of what I am even capable of discussing. I don't care. I want us to get into the weeds of how we think and what we can do to be more aware of our own emotions and our own behavior because we don't learn this stuff. Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices then you're never going to be happy. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. I'm re-recording this intro because I was listening back to the original one and editing and thinking, what the hell is this? It was just shit. So we are doing it round two and hopefully making it a little bit more concise. Very, very interested to hear your thoughts on this episode because it's all about investing in yourself Uh, learning more about who you are to the point where we can all believe in ourselves a lot better but of course in typical fashion it's a lot more than just what you can do read more like what books you can do what morning routines you can implement but actually like the thought patterns you can have to create a habit out of reflecting on your own behavior and then changing that moving forward so I've been doing a design thinking course recently And design thinking is a concept used in businesses to help them understand their customers better. So it's how they can empathize with their customers more, create a better product or service, and ultimately be a better business. But what I found interesting through doing this is that there's so many parts of the concept that can be used to understand ourselves better as well. And that's what I wanted to discuss is how we can take the concepts I've learned within this course that are to understand someone else better and use them to understand ourselves better. That way, if we understand ourselves the most... We believe we can achieve anything in this life, even if no one else does. And I think that's really, really important to have almost this delusional belief in yourself. So the kind of themes that we go over cover elements of curiosity, empathy, risk-taking, and overcoming fear, which is so much of what I see as indispensable parts of living a truly peaceful, fulfilling, and happy life. They're things I talk about often, but I just love the way it was phrased within this course I've been doing. So I hope that you enjoy it and I would love to hear your thoughts. Also, don't forget to leave a review if you're here. It would mean so, so much to me and really help this podcast out. I appreciate you all for being here so much. Thank you for continuing to listen. So the first rule or value we're going to go over and that I took from the course is to find opportunities in failure. Let's get into it. We often hear the quote, celebrate failure and what that quote is intentionally What that quote is intentionally trying to say is that we should celebrate the times where things don't work out because it gives us an opportunity to learn and do something even better the next time. And I think within this course they are saying instead of celebrating failure, we should be celebrating the learnings that come from failure. And I think that's a more direct way of approaching this quote is like, we are finding the opportunities and things not working out. And I think failure is one of those words that people are almost scared of, right? Like you don't want to fail the saying you failed or something didn't work out is scary it takes a lot of courage it's like you feel ashamed there's a lot of shame around failure and we don't feel like it's something we can admit to and even the word admit is like getting to that point is this big reaching it's like we're getting over this hurdle of I finally admitted that I failed and 
it has so much negativity surrounding it, obviously, because of what the word actually means. But I think all the negativity, all the shame actually just makes us fear the word. And so then we are avoiding it altogether when actually to embrace the fear of failure and to find the opportunities within the failure is so much more productive and should be the thing we're focusing on rather than the fear of not letting people know that we have failed in the first place. And there's so many things that impact this, of course. I know it's not as simple as how I'm describing it, but to focus on that consciously when things don't work out, I think is a great way to be aware of your own behavior, your own emotions around failure. A lot of these things and these concepts people talk about within this personal development space, I think take a high level of self-awareness and self-awareness to me is consistently checking in with yourself, your actions, your behaviors, your emotions to understand how this is then impacting you going forward. It's impacting the next thing that comes up. It's having this consistent understanding of how you behave in a certain situation and how that then impacts others. And is that the kind of impact you want to have on others? And if not, then we have that self-awareness to change that. I guess my most recent example of this is that I went traveling kind of with this intention that I was going to never come back. (laughs) And then I changed my mind and I wanted to come back. And I think in many ways at the start of making that decision, I felt like it was a failure because I thought I was this really independent person who like could easily you know, just be by myself all the time and loneliness and isolation didn't really get to me. And then when it did, I was like, oh my God, who is this person? I don't even know her anymore. And just struggling to, what's the word, like reconcile with this new side of myself that I had seemingly discovered. And the opportunity in that, and honestly a common opportunity in so many failures I've had is to acknowledge that the way I feel about something is okay. And that if I change my mind and something doesn't work out, then that's okay. Like it is okay for things to not work out the way that you wanted to. It's okay for things to fail. It's how you then move forward from that that matters. And sometimes it's hard when things fail because when you're talking to people about it or you're trying to be honest and you're trying to be open, you feel the need to justify like why you failed. Like, yeah, I, I failed, but it was only because of this and now I'm going to work on this. So I changed this for next time. And we feel like we have to defend ourselves before the person gets a comment because we're embarrassed and I hate that I think that's I think that's such a horrible way to feel and the best way to help someone in that situation from my perspective is just to validate the fact that the way they feel is completely understandable and they don't need to justify why that happened or what they're going to do to fix it like just let's just sit here for a second and tell ourselves that it's okay to feel the way that we feel and then we can move on to what's next. I think it's so important to stop and validate how you feel first before moving forward because otherwise you're never telling yourself that it's okay for things to fail, it's okay for things to change, it's okay for you to be disappointed in yourself or in others, it's okay to feel those emotions. That doesn't mean we're hiding from the next step or progressing onwards or pushing through or whatever. We're just taking the time to acknowledge how we feel is okay and then we'll move on. It's okay to take the time to do that. And I think so many of us, like if something happens and I've very much been like this where if something doesn't work out or it fails or I do something wrong, it's a mad rush as if my life depends on it to get to the next step so I can just overcome this embarrassment really quickly. And I'm like this, or I have been like this previously with so many things, whether it was conflict, confrontation, whatever. And now I'm really learning to just take the time to slow down 
and process how I feel, how someone else feels or let them process how they feel and then move forward with it. A big part of finding opportunities in failure is being able to sit with that failure for a second and then have a clearer mind when you're thinking about what are we, what are we taking away from this? Because to force yourself to find the opportunities when you feel emotional and you haven't acknowledged that it's even okay that this happened in the first place is really hard and it's such a stressful environment to put yourself in or put your mind in. The next one is so important. And the reason why I think, let me just, I'm getting way ahead of myself here. The next one, put curiosity before judgment. And this is so underrated, I think, personally. And like, it's something people say they do, but they actually don't. You know, people say, oh, I'm not a judgmental person, but we all have bias, subconscious bias, whatever, we all have it, and we all have instant reactions to things that maybe aren't a true reflection of how either we think we think or we want to think, and that's okay, it's okay to have those biases, but I think teaching yourself or making it a habit of interrupting those thoughts and saying, okay, let's think why this is the case or what could possibly have led to this case or like we're putting curiosity before we make assumptions, before we make judgment is just, I think it'll change your life. I think it'll change so many people's lives. And why this is relevant to investing in yourself is because it's adding to that self-awareness piece. You know, you're learning what are my instant reactions when I see something happening. So when I see someone doing something that I would describe as wrong, so we all have different ideas of what's right and wrong. Imagine something that you think is wrong and you're watching someone do do that. The first thing you could think is, oh my God, I can't believe they would do that. They're this, that and the other and placing, projecting all of your opinions of what is right and wrong on that person. Think why they think that's okay. Try to understand, well maybe you don't even have to understand. Try to be curious about why this person could possibly be doing this thing and the world of reasons that could have con- contributed to it. Because at the end of the day, you know, the other classic cliche is that you never really know what someone else is going through behind closed doors or whatever. It's the truth with anything. If you see someone doing something amazingly or you see someone doing something terribly or they're doing something illegal or whatever it is, you can make assumptions all you like about that person, but really you might know nothing about them truly. So putting curiosity before judgment is going to help you initially just become an, a more open-minded person, but actually it's going to help you to be a lot less harsh on yourself. And so how this works is that an insecure person is always going to be the bully. An insecure person is always going to be the one judging others. Those who we would class as mean or rude are always the insecure people because they pull themselves down, they pull other people down so much that you can guarantee they're pulling themselves down to that exact same level or possibly even more. I always have this initial reaction now to people. If someone says something to me that I find offensive or whatever, whether it's in real life or online, my first instinct or thought is what insecurity is this coming from? Like what are they insecure about? And that's why they're doing this and I even recognize it in myself as well when I say things to people or I'm trying to justify an action or I'm I don't know I'm trying to be I'm being defensive about something I'm instantly like okay you're just insecure and you're literally exposing the fact that you're so insecure about this to everyone you're talking to right now so I try to be a lot more careful with what I say and how I say it because it really puts on show your insecurities and there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable but that's not being vulnerable that's 
being insecure at the expense of someone else's confidence or perspective or it's at the expense of yours. The less judgment and the more curiosity you add into your life, the happier and more peace you will find within yourself. People will be drawn to you so much more because they're going to feel safe around you. They're going to feel so safe to say whatever they want to say, be whoever they want to be, and you're going to feel so safe around other people too. You don't judge yourself in the way that you don't judge others. So being you becomes a whole lot easier, a whole lot more peaceful and a whole lot more fulfilling when you learn to put curiosity before judgment. It's also going to teach you a lot about your subconscious biases and probably expose you in a way that you haven't exposed yourself before. Because if you think about all of your thoughts that come into your head as a result of all the life experiences you've had, all the opinions that other people have put on you, like society, your parents, whatever it is, and you think about your instant thoughts that happen... If someone else said those out loud, probably a lot of the time you would be like shocked or you would judge them or you would find whatever they said offensive. But when you say it, you almost accept it because it's like, oh, well, that's not actually me. But those are still your subconscious thoughts and your subconscious bias there. And I think consciously, again, being conscious and being self-aware and having the self-awareness to put curiosity before judgment is going to make a huge impact on your life and on the lives of those around you as well. We need to talk about the definition of empathy because the next one is to lead with empathy and I guess in many ways the previous thing I spoke about like putting curiosity before judgment in a lot of ways is that empathy but also being able to think about what the person in front of you is saying without letting any of your own perspectives, experiences or thoughts become a part of your analysis of that person's perspective so if someone across from you you're having a conversation and they come to you really vulnerable and they say hey I've done something really horrible I've cheated on my partner and I feel horrible about it what do you think I should do and I'm sitting across from this person I've listened to them say that and let's say I have been cheated on before so this person a friend of mine has come to me and said I've they've cheated on their partner, they feel really guilty, and I've been cheated on before. I can see this person in front of me visibly upset, I care about them, I want them to be happy, and so I feel bad for them, I'm like, oh my god, that's horrible that you feel so horrible about it, but I'm responding with, yeah, well, you know, cheating is a really shitty thing to do, like, it ruins people's confidence, it can impact them for years into the future, like, this is exactly what you need to do, and if you do anything else, that's wrong, because that's how I would have wanted to be treated when I was cheated on. So instantly, that's you projecting, you know, your experiences, your emotions that have come as a result of what you've been through onto this person. How I'd like to see more people respond to that is to say, okay, you're obviously visibly upset about what's happened. That's so, so horrible. And I'm so sorry that, you know, whatever happened within your relationship has led to the point where you were disloyal and now you feel so horrible about it. Like, I can imagine that that feeling of guilt would eat you up inside. I know the feeling of guilt is so, so horrible and it's crippling because you can't do anything to get rid of it until you talk to that person but the thought of talking to that person is so so scary instantly validating that the way that the person feels is okay not validating that what they did was okay that there's a massive difference between that but validating that how they feel about the situation 
is okay. I might cop some heat for this. I don't know. Will I? I'd like to hear your perspective. If you don't agree, just message me. I, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a podcast with my opinion, so it really doesn't mean anything. But this is, I guess, my perspective on what what empathy can bring to your life in terms of investing in yourself. So when you do that, when you lead with empathy and instead of bringing your own perspectives and your own experiences and projecting them onto someone else and calling that like you trying to help them through this situation, it's actually making sure that the other person beyond how you feel is okay and learning how to put your experiences aside for a second to help someone else. Again, you're not judging that person and you're creating a safe environment for someone to feel like they're heard and they've been listened to despite the fact that they're already probably killing themselves about this decision they've made they're already probably beating themselves out up about it what they did was wrong obviously but you also don't know what happened prior to that what led to the situation the disloyalty that happened on the other side of it if anything like there's so many nuances especially in relationships in general it's so much more helpful for the person going through the situation to be given the space where they feel safe to open up about it regardless of how right or wrong the the decision they made was and then you move forward with it so like we were talking about with failure it's like okay we need to take the time to recognize and validate that the emotions we feel right now are okay but then what are we going to do about it because it's not to say that the way that what happened is right or wrong. It doesn't have to be cheating. It can be anything in life. Like it's not to say that what you did, how you handled a situation was right or wrong. It's to say that it's okay to have an emotion about it. But now, then what are we going to do? And that's when you kind of analyze, okay, if it's wrong, how do we fix the situation and then learn from it? If it was right, how are we just sort of learning from from this and taking it forward? And you guys know when you come onto this podcast and listen to me talk, it's going to be so much more than morning routines and reading more books. Obviously, that, that stuff is important to me. I talk about it on Instagram all the time in terms of habit building and what I like to read. But there's so much more we could be going into. And that's why I want to talk about this stuff. It might be controversial. It might be outside the realm of what I am even capable of discussing. I don't care. I want us to get into the weeds of how we think and what we can do to be more aware of our own emotions and our own behavior because we don't learn this stuff. And if we can't have a discussion about it in a way where deciding who's right and wrong isn't the point of the conversation, the conversation is about learning more about other people's perspectives then we're never going to progress. So when I talk about these things, these things, I encourage you to really think about how and if this applies to your own life. Like how do you lead with empathy? How do you communicate in discussions with people? How would you like to be communicated with? Like what are some examples of really good communications or conflicts or confrontations you've had where you actually felt super positive about that experience and what made that different to other experiences and the more you learn about that the more you learn about how's best to communicate with others you become this almost magnetic person that people will feel so drawn to because they feel safe around you they feel like they can communicate with you you know sometimes all it takes to invest in yourself is to reflect on how you acted in a certain situation and then remember that for the next time it happens sometimes it's not about reading a book or getting up at 5am sometimes it's just about thinking hmm interesting that I did that will I do that again if not why if so why and there you go you've just literally changed the pattern of your behavior for the rest of your life beyond leading with empathy the last one is to embrace ambiguity 
So if you don't know what ambiguity is or what ambiguous means, I've Googled it for accuracy. Ambiguity means the quality of being open to more than one interpretation and exactness. How I would describe ambiguity in addition to that is like it's the unknown. And I think it's really important to embrace what you don't know and try to remove, again, the fear of the unknown because within the unknown there's a chance of failure, right? There's a chance of rejection. There's a chance of all these negative things. But if we can embrace that, and I am talking to myself here. I'm talking to myself with all of these points, but especially this one. If we can embrace the unknown and validate our own emotions and tell ourselves it's okay to feel scared about the unknown, then we'll learn so much. I mean, there's a common quote that's everything you want is on the other side of fear. And everything you want is probably within ambiguity as well it's within the ambiguous space where you don't know what's going to happen and where you have to take risks or where even getting to that space in general is a risk in itself and you guys know that I'm a big fan of taking risks and staying curious are two themes that guests on this podcast always talk about and embracing ambiguity really leans into that because doing something new for the first time wearing something you wouldn't normally wear going out to a cafe alone all of these little things are embracing ambiguity uh taking a risk and taking a chance little things add up to big things compound interest compound personal development it all works the same way you start off with a little amount you keep adding consistently and suddenly it's huge I think you can embrace ambiguity a lot in different conversations as well if you're having a conversation with someone who's talking about something that is just so beyond what you would even normally talk about or what you believe in embrace the fact that you don't understand fully and you might think you understand you might think that you know you have the right perspective and they have the wrong perspective but embrace the fact that you could be wrong about that and listen to what someone else has to say where you're curious and you're questioning and you're, as we said before, putting curiosity before judgment. I'm a big believer that you can take breadcrumbs of information from every person you talk to. Whether you completely disagree with that person or you agree with every single thing they say, you can take something from them. And it's so important not to write people off because you, you don't feel like you relate to them. It's so important to constantly expose yourself to people who you don't relate to at all and that are so outside the scope of what you would normally listen to or do or someone you would talk to or whatever. Because within learning about someone else, you learn so much about yourself. I read a book recently called Hood Feminism, which is essentially about how the feminist movement a lot of the time or from kind of the beginning of it has been framed from the perspective of a white woman and hasn't accounted for minorities and marginalized communities and of course being a white woman myself reading that was very confronting and also made me exposed I guess like a lot of subconscious bias but also just things that I would never have even considered to be wrong before or important and things that I obviously can't see because of my perspective, the lifestyle I had growing up or how I was raised and all of those kinds of things. And when I say it was confronting, it was confronting because they were things that I previously maybe didn't even believe were true. Do you know what I mean? And and it's scary to admit that maybe I was really ignorant to a kind of bias that I had or I didn't fully give someone the chance to explain how something was impacting them or I assumed something was right for someone before actually trying to listen and learn about 
their experience from their perspective not my projection of my experience on their experiences so embracing ambiguity the unknown perspectives that you wouldn't normally listen to will teach you more about yourself than you ever expect it to and to actually genuinely be open to it not to listen to someone and be like no I disagree I've heard them out and I disagree to actually add the curiosity into that what do you think about what they're saying why are they saying that how is that different to your perspective and your life experience and I think from there you'll build such a solid foundation of why you believe what you believe so that you don't you feel strong in what you believe when people question it but also you're more than open for that to be wrong it's okay to have your values it's okay to have your morals it's okay to have your perspectives but it's okay for all of those to be wrong too and then for you to change them as a result of that and I used to be this kind of person where I had this set of values and this set of morals and I wouldn't change them for anyone. It was like, oh, if you're not black and white about what you believe in, then you obviously don't have a strong enough like perspective on life and like this is how I think and what are your – like people having strong values was so important to me. And then it was like a year and a half ago maybe. I don't even know when. It was after reading a whole lot of books and talking to a whole lot of people that I was like, why am I restricting myself to one way of thinking? Why am I telling myself that I have to think like this because this is the right way to think? Yeah, I thought all of the values and morals I had were good ones and were still along the same lines of having empathy and and curiosity. But I was pretty much contradicting myself because to have a level of empathy, I have to be willing to understand that I might be wrong sometimes and that someone else's perspective might open up my opinion to something else. But I wasn't willing to move on my own values and morals and without even realizing it I was putting myself in a box so now I have my perspectives I have my opinions I have what I think are my values and what I think are my morals but they are so fluid they're so flexible they're so open to change and I'm so open to being wrong and I don't think I'm right I don't think I'm right because how can I be like I'm only one person with one perspective who's to say anyone's perspective is really right like it's all just a combination of our own life experiences so how I try to lead my life and how I try to invest fully in myself is by being as genuine as possible about the fact that I don't know everything trying to remove the fear from being wrong and from failing and from being rejected and through that I can live most authentically because I'm not bound by my own restrictive views of how I should live But beyond that, you know, reading, morning routines, habits, all very important parts of investing in yourself. Anyway, guys, I look forward to chatting to you on the next episode. Message me with your thoughts. I mean, honestly, it's probably a little bit out there. But I'm losing a little bit of care this year, I think. I've I've been a little bit scared to put myself out there more than I already have been in the sense of, like, this is how my perspective on life is developing but the less the more I let go of the ego I have the easier it becomes to do it because it's okay if I'm wrong and it's okay if someone wholeheartedly disagrees with me and I would hope if they did they would reach out to talk about it instead of harboring that and resenting me for it please leave a review a review really, really helps me. A rating and a review really, really helps me. I'd like to get up to 100 on Spotify. 
So if you're on Spotify, I would appreciate if you could please give me a review. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, I think I have over 100 now. I'd like to get to 200. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give me a rating and a review too. I love you a lot. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.